Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. I'm so excited today because I have another interview for you and honestly this may just be one of my favorite episodes and I know I feel like I say that almost every single time but this is just such a different and interesting topic that we've never spoken about here on the podcast and I'm so 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 excited to share it with you because I actually sat down with Kelly Marita who is one of the Simply Business students who has just graduated and honestly I feel so blessed to have coached her because she is such a fascinating person with such a beautiful, beautiful perspective on life. So Kelly is actually an expat living in Japan. And what she does is she uses a lot of the Japanese concepts to help her students and her clients achieve a more fulfilling and purposeful life. So particularly we focused on Ikigai and that is one of the core concepts that she does teach. So we sat down and spoke all about how Ikigai can really help you to just live not only a more happy and fulfilling life, but a simpler life, which is something that I am so passionate about talking about. If anything, I think today's episode is just going to give you the confidence to finally chase your dreams. Really, there is no time like the present, put it that way. And I think Kelly's story is just a beautiful example of why it's just so important to listen to your intuition and to figure out what that life purpose is and to just go for it. Okay, I'm rambling. There is so much good stuff in this episode. So let's just get into it now. I really hope that you enjoy this one and make sure you definitely go check out Kelly on social media. They will all be linked in the description below. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited to jump into today's episode. As you would have heard in the introduction there, I am sitting down with Kelly today and we are going to be talking all about Ikigai, which is something I am so, 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 so interested in. It's something that we've never spoken about here on the podcast before, but I really think that it's going to translate into a lot of the goals that you have both in business and in personal development. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited to talk about this topic too. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just see you talking about it all over Instagram and all over just the whole entire (laughs) internet. And I just think it is such a beautiful, beautiful concept. I mean, I've definitely heard people talk about it before. Actually, funnily enough, my dad introduced me to Ikigai randomly. Ikigai and Kaizen. Kaizen, Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. So he used to have Japanese bosses here in Australia. And when I was like a kid he introduced me to both of those things and like loved those concepts and loved to teach on them so it is it is quite funny actually wow that's amazing I didn't know that (laughs) I would love to sort of start with your story a little bit because I think it's really fascinating both from obviously how you got into Ikigai but also from the perspective of like moving to Japan and creating an entirely new lifestyle on the other side of the world essentially. So let's go back and go through the origin story. Yeah. So, I mean, back in the day, like I didn't know anything about Ikigai when I was younger, but I got into Japan culture when I was very young. Like when I was in elementary school, I was really into, and I think Japan has a huge influence on the West and, and, you know, the world in general. So I have a twin brother. So he introduced me to a lot of Japanese culture and, you know, pop culture we were really into video games and things like that. I'm sure a lot of people start with that when they're, they become interested in Japan is like, you know, the the comics and the games and the shows and all that stuff. So 
um, my brother introduced me to all of the Japan stuff. And then I, you know, went to school and they offered Japanese language at the time. They don't do it so much anymore, actually. They're replacing it with Chinese a lot of the schools. But I was really grateful and lucky to have that opportunity. And when I started learning, I was just blown away about how, like, with how easy it is to learn the language for English speakers, because the pronunciation is pretty easy to catch on to, I guess. Um, The language itself can be a little bit difficult, but... (laughs) I think any Um, language, (laughs) any language is difficult. I mean, I take my hat off to anyone who learns English. English is just a model (laughs) of a language. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm actually really impressed with my husband because he speaks English fluently. And um, I'm always just impressed because that's the hardest language actually, I think in the world. Maybe it's Chinese. I'm not sure, but (laughs) I know it's difficult, but Japanese was really enjoyable, but not only because of language, because of the culture, it's very different from ours. And so I was always really looking forward to Japanese class because we were always learning about something new and that isn't a part of our culture in general. I feel like Europe is very similar to the West. And I wasn't really interested in learning like Spanish or French or anything like that because it was very similar to our culture in ways. I mean, I'm sure there's differences, but in ways I feel like that was not something that intrigued me. So going to Japanese class was just always a treat for me. And I ended up becoming Japan club president. And then in college, I was like really involved in the event planning. And I just really dove deep into the culture. And I hosted an exchange student when I was in high school and she inspired me so much. And then I went to Japan for the first time when I was in high school. And my parents were so against it. They were so, so against it because they were scared for me. I was 17 years old. They were like, you're going to miss out on prom. You're going to miss this. And, you know, like, but I was so determined, like deep down inside, like my passion was to go to Japan and to teach. Like I knew early on, like what I wanted to do with my life. I love that. I think some people don't, and that's, that's okay. Like I explored enough of this you know, you know, world to really understand that this is something that I'm passionate about. So I wrote this like long, super long letter to my parents, I remember, and I sent it to them through email. And my dad was so understanding. He was just like, I under, cause I told him, I was like, my purpose is to teach. Like I want to teach Japanese someday in schools and I need to go to Japan in order to understand more about the culture. Like this was my dream. And my, my mom was so against it still. She was like, no, I need you to be safe. It's scary over there. You know, as all moms do, I understand now where she was coming from. I love, but- I love that so much. And I remember you actually telling that story mm-hmm. um, recently, but I just want to yeah. stop there because it's just such mm-hmm. an empowering message. Like even just in that story for anyone who does have this like calling or passion, or if there is mm-hmm. something that they want to explore, it's such yeah. an example of not taking no for an answer, you know, mm-hmm. whether or not that's to society, whether that's to your Mm -hmm. parents, whether that's to your partner, Mm -hmm. but like in life, we're always going to be told, no, we're going to be told that we can't do things or that it's not safe. Or, Mm -hmm. and of course, people are only coming with caution because they love you and care about you. Mm -hmm. But I think have, like, it sounds like you did this innate knowing that you're supposed to do something. You have to find a way to make it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. A hundred percent. And Before, you know, I was talking about how I explored this enough. Like this was something that I was really interested in and that I was exploring it and I was taking part in that every single day. And some people don't really find what they want to explore until later in life. And you have to try different things. Like I was doing so many things. My, I'm grateful for the fact that my parents put me in act. I did acting school. I was taking cooking classes. I was taking singing lessons. I was doing all sorts of things. I love singing. Singing was my passion before. And, um, you know, that's something that I really dove deep into all these different things. So I was really grateful for the fact that my parents early on put me in all these different activities to figure out what I was passionate about. And Japanese class obviously was something I decided myself to do. Um, And, you know, that became part of my interest, but there's people that don't get a chance to do that or an opportunity to do that. 
and they don't figure that out until later on in life. And that's what I'm encouraging other people do to do is to explore things that they're curious about and try new things, take classes, read a new book. I don't know, something that's going to spark some kind of, and you never know if you don't try. So I was lucky enough to do that early on. And that's what led me to this passionate, like fire, burning fire for Japan and moving to Japan because I knew what I wanted. And um, it's never too late to explore, never too late to try new things. There's people that have found their purpose in life or their ikigai um, way later in their 50s. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but like I moved to, I went to Japan for the first time and I fell in love with it even more. And then I did it a second time in college. I did an internship and that was when I explored teaching in Japan because the offer, it was a new program. They offered this new program for teachers to go over there and, uh, you know, work under another teacher for a couple months and see if you like it. And I did it. And I was like, well, maybe I don't want to teach in America, I want to teach in Japan. So that's when I ultimately decided that that's what I was going to do. And, um, you know, my parents were, you know, nervous still. And I had a relationship at the time. He was so against it. He was like, I don't want you to go to Japan and all that stuff. And I eventually broke it off with him because I was like, no, if I don't do this, then what's my life going to be like? I regret it. Yeah, exactly. I'm the type of person that just needs change. I need like adventure. I need something. I need to learn something new every single day. And I think it's important to adopt that kind of mindset in your life because that's when things start to happen for you is when you have that sense of adventure and that need for, you know, change. So are you a a Gemini? I am. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I remember. I was like, oh wait, sorry. You're just describing me there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like no. if you looked at what you just said is so funny if you looked up like the characteristics of a gemini on like a classic funny. horoscope thing i'm sure that's exactly what it would say like the need for adventure everyone, the need for change <laughs> everyone should be a gemini that's no i'm just kidding <laughs> embody embody a gemini embody the gemini elements but i love that <laughs> and i particularly just love what you said about it's never too late to try new things like mm-hmm. i think that most people feel like their life path is going to fall into their lap. And that mm-hmm. just isn't the case. And that's why so many people miss out on passion and purpose and yes. fire in their life because they're mm-hmm. going to their day job or they're going to school or doing the societal normal things and just mm-hmm. waiting for what the podcast episode or the book or the t- teacher to come into your life. But the reality is, I know in manifestation perspective, that can work when you get on the right mindset, but the reality yeah. is you do need to try new things. I mean, I, I guess maybe it might be, it might be a Gemini thing as well, but I was very similar in that when I was growing up, you know, I did acting, singing, dancing, basketball, netball, tennis, <laughs> rounders, lacrosse, yeah. like every single so many things, single thing, piano, everything. And honestly, like that sense of trying new things and just kind of just having a hand in everything is what not only gave me, I think, and I don't know if you'd agree with this, but it gave me a very explorative mindset in that I love to try new things. And that got me where I am today, but it also gave me the mindset of it's okay to fail kind of yeah, Mm -hmm. like that, or it's okay to try something and to not like it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with that is that they're not, they don't take the action to try something new because they're afraid that if they do, it's going to be the wrong step. It's going to be the wrong path. And that's what's the thing that's important is is to realize that there is no wrong path. Everything that you take and everything that you do in your life is going to lead you ultimately to that one thing in your life that make, that fulfills you. Mm -hmm. And if people keep thinking like, oh, this is the wrong path, then they're just not, they're just going to sit on that, the, the path that they're on and they're not going to make a change and they're not going to move. So there is no wrong path. There's only detours. And I took a bunch of detours. Like even in my life, I, in Japan, I became a singer for a really long time. I signed a contract with an agency. I recorded two songs and I put them up on iTunes and Spotify. I thought this was like my thing. This was my path. And then I, the more I did it, the more I realized I'm just not motivated to do this. Mm -hmm. And some people think like, well, I got, I can't give up. Like it's so wrong to give up, but 
it's okay to give up because maybe that was how you, it was necessary. It was necessary for you to know more about yourself and to learn more about what you want in order to say like, well, maybe this isn't right for me and something else is, you know what I'm saying? I hope that made sense. It makes sense. (laughs) And it's so powerful. And I actually just got like shivers a little bit because I was actually thinking it's such a synchronicity because I was actually thinking about this exact concept this morning. Mm -hmm. I think that there's so much like perceptual dishonor in giving things up. Like people think Mm -hmm. if I try to start the business or if I try the singing or acting or YouTube career and I'm just so not motivated. I mean, there's a difference between fear, lack of motivation and just an Mm -hmm. actual lack of motivation towards something. Because the reality is if you truly have a passion for something Mm -hmm. beyond fear, there's going to be an innate calling to do that thing, you know, to make it work. Like you said, when you were writing that letter to your parents, like you'll be so desirable towards that thing that you'll want to find a way. The reason why I started thinking about this and I'm actually looking at it now was because I, at the end of last year was like, I'm going to learn the guitar. And I was looking at it and thinking about it today. And it's like, look, I've had six months now at home. If I haven't picked up the guitar, I'm probably not likely to do that. Like I have hustled my butt finding ways to do my Muay Thai during this lockdown But I mean, I haven't even looked at the guitar one. So it's like, I think some people need to be okay with giving things up. Like, Mm -hmm. as you said, it's, it's, it's maybe a diversion or maybe it's like a different path or maybe it's going to come back around at a different stage. But Mm -hmm. so many people are so afraid to try things or they're so afraid to start a business, launch the podcast. Cause what if I don't like it? Mm -hmm. Well, what if you don't like it? You know, it's not the end of the world. Exactly. And Ikigai is ultimately that journey to become your honest self. It's not necessarily about becoming your best self. It's becoming your honest self. And you have to be honest with your feelings and your emotions. And a lot of times people hold back because of outside influences. Like I didn't want to quit singing because I was afraid I was going to disappoint the person that I signed the contract with. I was afraid that he was going to be upset with me and I just didn't, I kept going and I kept pushing myself, but in reality, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And also when you go to college, you spend like what in, I mean, I know in America, I don't know about Australia, but like we spend like $30,000. I don't know if, is it the same in Australia? It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. Okay. It's pretty expensive here. I mean, there thousands are di- of dollars. <laughs> we, we're pretty lucky. There's, there's like pathways to do it cheaper. They've got options, but for the, yeah, it's, it's, it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So you spend all this money and you sit down in the first day of college, you sit down in this chair and then there's a supervisor that's like, all right, what do you want to do with your life? And it's just like, you point to that, that word teacher, and then that's your destiny. And you think that that's going to be the rest of your life. And I ultimately moved to Japan because I wanted to be a teacher thinking that's what I wanted to do with my life. So I moved to Japan and I was, you know, experiencing the teaching world, but I, the more that I taught, the more I was like, well, I love teaching, but something's off about this. Like there's something that I'm feeling that doesn't align with what I want to do. But I kept going with it because I kept thinking, if I don't, if I give up, then my parents are going to be disappointed in me. Then my friends are going to be disappointed in me. Then I'm going to disappoint myself because I gave up. And I'm putting this in quotes because like people think like giving up is bad, but it's really not. And risk taking is bad, but it's really not. And I was I actually signed up for a master's degree in education because I was like, well, maybe I'm just like not making enough money and I just need to move on to something different and realized quickly that that I was bored AF with that. I was just like, this is so boring for me. Like, this is not what I want to do. I told my parents, my parents are like, well, why, why are you quitting? Like, why? I don't understand. You moved to Japan to be a teacher. And I'm like, but it's just not what I want to do. And I was battling with myself constantly, um, you know, trying to figure out what was wrong. And then the more I kept teaching, like after that, I was living in Japan, still teaching, doing the same old thing. You know, I was bored with my life. And it's not, I'm not saying like my students were boring or anything. Like I loved. It was just the overall experience. I think it's, yeah, I know what you're saying about it being boring, but like, you know, a boredom for me comes from a feeling of unfulfillment and it's not necessarily that the experience is boring because that's subjective anyway. It's just like, Mm -hmm. there's something inside of you, right. That's saying like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, exactly. And I was still doing it. And then, you know, my work environment was very good, but the company started changing and 
I just felt like it just wasn't aligning with me. And then one day I realized that it wasn't the fact that it wasn't teaching that I was uh, not okay with anymore. It wasn't teaching that I hated. It was the fact that I was working under somebody else that made me feel creatively uh, stuck and not able to to uh, you know show my prove my full potential in the teaching world. And I feel like when you when you are bored with something or when you're not enjoying something then you have to kind of really listen to your inner voice. Like what, what is it about this thing that's making you feel like it's not enough? And the thing for me was I wasn't able to be as creative as I wanted to be. And so I was like, yay, I, I don't hate teaching. Yeah. I just hate working under somebody else. Like I want to have my own school. I want to teach other people. I want to inspire other people. And that word inspire just kept coming up over and over again. And so I started, I have a YouTube channel. I don't know if maybe your audience doesn't know, but I have a YouTube channel called Kelly Marita and I was doing it for five years. And that was something that was really enjoyable for me. And I was, you know, showing Japan and I was uh, talking about cafes and like travel and all that stuff. And I started this series called Girl Abroad because I wanted to express myself. I wanted to become more creative because I couldn't do that at work. And then I finally started doing that and things started happening for me. And I'm like, this is what's wrong is that like I'm feeling creatively stuck and I need to do something for myself. So I quit my job and I <laughs> quit my job and that's a scary thing to do, but I was like, I cannot do this anymore. This is not for me. I went part-time um, and things just got better for me because I was listening to my inner voice and I was doing the things that I uh, you know, knew deep down inside in my subconscious mind that I needed to do. And it's hard to get to that point for a lot of people. For sure. So, but it all starts with like a little niggle, right? And yes. I think- as well, something that people need to, and particularly I think 2020 has hopefully exposed that for a lot of people, but it's just in that like slowing down. It's in the Mm -hmm. giving space to your intuition to actually have Mm -hmm. that voice. Like if you are experiencing unfulfillment, that's looking like boredom or like a lack of creativity or just, you know, the feeling of fine, you know, the feeling of, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm just Hey, I'm just fine. I'm just fine. Like all of those feelings, all of those emotions are your intuition trying to guide you towards something. Mm-hmm. Most people ignore them for their entire life. Most exactly. people just ignore all of those emotions, all of those feelings of unfulfillment. This is just how life is. And they just accept it. When I love that you pointed out that you had the courage to really listen into that and then take an action from that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the one thing that really helped me make these decisions is the fact that, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of something called uh, wabi-sabi and wabi-sabi is basically uh, to be perfectly imperfect. So like I was always afraid that I, if I left my job, then I wouldn't have that security and I wouldn't have that certainty anymore. But to it's all about embracing uncertainty and all about embracing impermanence because when you really understand that life is not lasting and that things don't last forever, then it's easy for you to take that step forward. And I feel like when you embrace impermanence in life and you know that you have this one life and you just want to make things happen, it's just easier for you to take the step because you, if you think about the consequence of not doing the thing, mm-hmm. then it gets scarier. Like, like actually sit down for a second and think about what if you don't do the thing that you want to do and then see yourself in the future, not fulfilled and not happy. That's scarier than quitting a job. So I quit my job because the scariest thing for me was the fact that I was going to be on my deathbed and I'm going to look back and be like, God, I wish I could have done that. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds simple. I'm sure people have heard that before. Like, you know, life is, not forever. You have this one life, but when you actually sit down and you think about it and really like visualize it, it's scary. So that's why I did what I'm doing. And I still struggle every day. I still have fears. I still have, you know, I hold myself back some days and that's normal. And we need to normalize the fact that we're human and that these emotions are real. And what Ikigai teaches us is that 
you need to coexist with your emotions. So it's not about pushing them away. It's the fact that you need to become human and just work with your emotions, be there, sit there with your emotions, be aware of them. That's real. It's normal. It's okay. And just work through it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Okay. I want to jump into Ikigai because I feel like you're like, you're dropping <laughs> all the little hints I'm starting here. to drop the Ikigai into it now. <laughs> but can we just go like full basic? Because for a lot of people, they are, have never heard of this before. Like yeah. I said, mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, a few people speak about it on YouTube in terms of yeah. a personal development tool, but there's no one who really talks Actually about it. Talks- in terms of like the ins and outs and all of the elements to it more conceptually, a lot of, you know, obviously yeah. it's a lot of the actual theory. So high yeah. level, what is Ikigai? <laughs> so, okay. So you, a lot of people have probably, I'm sure people have researched it. Some, some people have researched it online and they keep, see this diagram that floats around. Um, Ikigai. The three circles. <laughs> yeah. It's the four circles actually. Oh, and oh. I, I know I I keep saying three because most of the time when you see a diagram, there's like three circles or something, but Ikigai, it's, it's really not about a diagram because Ikigai didn't start out as a diagram to begin with, but Ikigai is essentially the thing that gets you up in the morning. Iki means life. um, And then guy means purpose. And it goes back a thousands of years. There's a whole history behind it. I could make a whole podcast about this, but um, yeah. Which, which by the way, you have a podcast, right? So just a plug there. (laughs) I do, but I have not posted anything. (laughs) She will. By the time this goes live tomorrow, she'll have an episode. I'm joking. (laughs) I know. I have so much. I have a lot of topics that I planned out, but that's one of the things. So So coming soon, history of the Icky Guy episode. (laughs) called the Ikigai Lifestyle Podcast. So I'm really excited about that. But um, Ikigai is the thing that gets you up in the morning. It's a thing that, you know, you live for. It's what your life is all about. And a lot of times people think that Ikigai is all about career. And that's the, the problem with the diagram that's floating around right now. It's not that it's wrong. The diagram is wrong. And for people that don't know what diagram I'm talking about, it's the four, there's four circles. You can probably type it up on Google. It's hard to explain. Like a Venn, a, Venn, a Venn diagram. So like Venn four diagram. circles that cross over with a point in the middle, right? Yes. So it's essentially Ikigai, the, the westernized version of it, the, to find your Ikigai is the, um, what you love. So it's four things, what you love, what you're good at, um, what the world needs and what you can get paid for. And when people see what you can get paid for, they think, oh, this is all about finding my job, my dream job, my career. And that is not what Ikigai is all about. It's all about becoming your honest self and learning to cope with your emotions and learning about your values and, and going, uh, taking risks and you know breaking through your fears and all that stuff. So it's a, a lot of things actually, and it has nothing to do with your job. If you've ever read the book, I'm going to recommend this book. It's called How to Ikigai, and it's by Tim Tomashiro. He did a TED Talk, too. So if anybody's interested, that he's like my hero. He's like my icon. And I learned a lot of – his book was my favorite. Out of all the Ikigai books that you can ever purchase, How to Ikigai was my favorite. And Not the one with, like, the blossom tree on the front? No. Everybody – I read that one and I liked it a lot because it had a lot of research involved and it yeah. talked about longevity and living a long life. But it it talked about purpose, of course, but I feel like Tim Tomashiro dives deeper into life purpose and in a more modern way because yeah. it, it was easy for me to understand. It was more relatable. So if anybody's interested, I feel like that book is a great place to start and yeah. then there's other books out there that I could totally recommend. But um, for now, I'm, Tim Tomashiro's book was the one that really described what Ikigai is. And he talks about your half Ikigai. And so the top two circles, what you love and what you're good at is the first thing that you should be focusing on. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you know, dive deep into the other circles, what the world needs and what you can get paid for until much later. So when you focus on the thing that you love and the thing that you're good at, then the job and the money and all of that stuff follows naturally. So he talks about focusing on your half ikigai, which is what you love and what you're good at first. And then the other things will start to come to you. The other ideas will start to come to you. And then naturally you'll you know, gain more abundance and happiness in life, the more you work on those things. So hopefully that made sense. Yeah. But 
What would you say is like the main yeah. purpose of Ikigai or someone using Ikigai? Like who is the person who needs Ikigai? Is it the person who's stuck in life and is feeling unfulfilled or is it the person who is looking for like a career change or wanting to start a business or is it all of it? It's for anybody. It's for everybody. Everybody has an Ikigai. And the one thing he talks about in that book is an Ikigai name. You have a name for your Ikigai and your Ikigai name starts with two, to inspire, to empower, to create, to nurture. Beautiful. Yeah. And it can be anything. Your Ikigai doesn't have to be your job. Your Ikigai can be, for example, I'm going to say my Ikigai. I actually discovered the name of my Ikigai this year when I started my business. I didn't know, I knew I was working towards something and I knew that I had a purpose and a passion and I was moving forward and my intuition was correct, but I didn't know like what the name of it was. And once you figure that out, it's so much easier to implement that into every part of your life. So mine is to inspire. So your Ikigai is what you put into every aspect of your life, your spirituality, your relationships, your job, um, yourself, um, your self-development. You put your inspiration, your I put inspire into everything that I do. So I inspire everybody that I come in contact with, or I inspire everybody through my art. I inspire everybody through my YouTube channel. I inspire on a daily basis. And that's what you need to do in everything that you do, including your business. You need to, I put inspiration into my business now because I know that that's my purpose. Um, I love you know, that. I think yeah. mine would be more, so obviously like inspire does represent, but I think, uh, resonate, sorry, I think mine would be more to represent because something that I always think in in an inspirational way, I guess, but all I really want to do is show people what's possible. Like I want to yeah. represent the idea that you can start a really successful business or you can like build a business without it being the most totally stressful thing in the entire world. Or, mm -hmm. you know, you can absolutely build a big community, all of these things. Yes. It's more so about, I don't know, I heard this Will Smith interview once and he was like, he wants to represent an idea. And that's exactly what it's, I want to do. I want to represent the idea that doesn't have to be as hard as everybody makes it out to be. Yeah. And you know what your, the name of your Ikigai is when you feel like this is right. Like this aha moment. Like I was on the train when I figured it out. Like I was going somewhere and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. And then I like messaged my husband. I'm like, Oh my God, I know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Like you just get really excited about it and it resonates with you on a different level. And the thing is that can change because yeah. people think like, Oh, well, there's only one purpose for me or there's only one thing for me, but that can always change. And I talk about something called your root ikigai, which is your main big picture ikigai. And then you have these little seed ikigais. So the seed ikigais for me were to teach because I thought I wanted to be a teacher and my purpose was to teach, but it wasn't. But that was a seed to help grow my larger ikigai, if that makes sense. The yeah, for sure, because you're still teaching, right? You're teaching with your YouTube yes. channel, you're teaching with your business yeah. and your courses and programs. Yeah, exactly. And I thought I wanted to sing, but that ultimately became, gave me the confidence to be speaking online was to, you know, perform in front of people. So you gather all these little ikigais, these little skills to grow something much bigger. And that's to inspire through my teaching, through my voice, through everything that I've learned throughout my life and explored in my life has become this big thing for me and that's to inspire. And I feel like my Ikigai is kind of shifting like to empower people. It's like it could change in the future. You never know. And for some people, when you're older, maybe it's to, to uh, nurture, to nurture other people, to nurture family, to nurture the garden that you grew. Like it can change so much in life as you go through life. So it's never a, a fixed thing. Your Ikigai is never going to be a fixed thing. Your purpose is never fixed. But once you realize your purpose, it's easier for you to connect with people and to connect in your business and to build relationships and you just know what you want. And it's just a really inspiring journey. And the thing is for the Ikigai lifestyle, I created, am I allowed to, sorry, yeah. am I allowed pitch, to, okay. pitch, pitch, girl, you do it, go ahead. I mean, she is an SBA student as well, so just like, <laughs> yes. are you pitching, you're pitching me. <laughs> no, so I'm creating this lifestyle course, which 
also is very scary for me because I've never done anything like this before, but I know that this is my purpose. I want to inspire other people to find their purpose. Um, but in the Ikigai lifestyle, I combine Western methods with Japanese methods to create a lifestyle that's so customizable for people where they don't need to do what everybody else is doing. Because Ikigai isn't about doing what other people are doing. It's about what you want and what aligns with you. And so, you know, I, I wanted to build something that's going to help people strip down all of the things that they learned throughout their life through um, influences, media, family, friends, and start to figure out deeper what they want, what their energy drainers are, because you'll never find your ikigai if you have pe toxic people in your life. You're in all these group chats. So that was something for me. Like I was in all these group chats and I was like listening to other people and hearing other people judge others. And, you know, I started to feel like I was being selfish because people are like, oh, you never hang out anymore. And, you know, that's toxic thing. Yeah. So the like guilt, the guilt trip, right? The guilt trips and like, like I downsized my friend group and you know what? I'm actually happy about that because I figured out what I wanted in my life and I'm happier than I ever was. And also, again, I'm going to say this again, Ikigai is not about money. It's not about, um, you know, your job, because if it were, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm at today without a job trying to create a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's so like I the work that you're going to do in life and that might not always necessarily even fall into a vocation. It's just the yes. purpose in which your mm -hmm. life path is on, right? Yes. And that's another thing uh, that Tim Tomashiro talks about is that um, your, your job is not your work. Your work is what you put into your daily life that fulfills you. Your job is what helps you pay the bills. It's a separate wow. thing. Yeah. It's a completely. And once you realize that, then you know that there's something more out there for you than a job. And actually the, the diagram that you see floating around online is not the real one. The real one is created by, um, I think his name is Akihiro Hasegawa. And he is a professor in Japan and he created a diagram that combines your values and your self-worth and all of that stuff. So it's all these combination of things that you need to discover in yourself to become your honest self and it has nothing to do with money but the newer one that's floating around the internet is a more westernized version and it's all about what legacy you want to leave behind in the world so what i do is i combine the hasegawa's diagram with the westernized one to create something that's different and yeah. that will ultimately help push people to get to their purpose and figure out who they are as a person and it's a hard journey like, yeah, I can I'm imagine. learning. <laughs> I think, well, life, life's a big lesson, isn't it? But what I, what I really want to know is like, I mean, whether or not you have an answer for this, I'm not quite sure, but yeah. I feel like intuitively I would have my own reasons for this and you would have your own reasons for this, but it's like, this is probably like a, what's the meaning of life question, but like, <laughs> what is the, the point of finding your purpose? The point of finding your purpose. So the point of finding your purpose is to live a fulfilling life. That's it's it's straight up just living a happy life because a lot of the times we always feel like we don't have enough. Mm -hmm. And to live that way actually creates a lot of health problems within us. It, it, it creates stress and the not being happy and being unfulfilled can create a lot of health problems. And I've <laughs> learned that throughout my life is that I was always stressed about what I was doing, what other people thought about me. And if you don't let go of those things, then you can never live a very happy, long life. And everybody wants to live a long life. And that's what Ikigai is all about. And that's what that book with the flowers on it you were talking about. It's, I think it's just called Ikigai, Finding Your Life Purpose. They talk about longevity and the people in a village called Ogimi it's called Ogimi and it's in Okinawa and they're the longest living people on the planet earth. And, and, you know, he talks about how everybody wants to live a long and happy life. And the purpose of Ikigai is just that is to live a long, healthy life, to see the world um, evolve and change and just grow with it. And I think it's such a beautiful concept and a beautiful thing because who wants to live their life stressed out all the time and feeling like they're being judged and not going for the things that they want to do because there's so many opportunities that we have that we're passing up. And it's just all about really becoming who you 
who you truly are. Because when you're born, you don't have any, you know, problems or stresses or limiting beliefs or anything like that. So it's just all about living that long, healthy, happy life. You don't want to suffer through life, you know, and life is impermanent. And uh, another uh, icon of mine, his name is Ken Mogi. It's another book that you can definitely buy. But he talks about how you should be interacting with multiple people, people that have different values, different personalities, because that's the only way you're going to learn about yourself is by communicating with multiple people. And understanding that, you know, things are impermanent and the, the problems that you have aren't going to always stay the same. They're always going to shift and they're always going to flow and change and whatever. And it's just realizing those things and living a long, healthy life. It sounds so simple. Yeah. But well, you know that I'm very passionate about things being simple because most yeah. things are simple. Like mm-hmm. most yeah. of life ans- life's answers are simple, but it's like we've been wired to complicate them for industry for consumers mm-hmm. i don't know you know everyone mm-hmm. wants to sell a solution to something and that's why a lot of the times people overcomplicate things but i love yeah. what you said before about because i can attest to the fact that finding purpose in life has made the rest of life so much easier to live and mm-hmm. particularly when you said about like being in the group chats and having the toxic relationships in in your life like for me growing up i was always I don't know. I even sometimes go as far as to call myself a bit of a tryhard. Like I always just wanted to be in with the cool kids. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the getting in for free into the clubs and to the hanging out in the DJ booths and all of these <laughs> yes. things. And I thought that was like the, the, that was life purpose at the time. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. really, you know, upon reflection, I realized that I just wanted to be accepted. I think like everybody, everyone mm-hmm. wants to be accepted, Definitely. but that, innate desire to be accepted and to be liked and constantly worrying about what other people think and mm-hmm. you know how you fit into the social circle i mean obviously that's a biological desire but until mm-hmm. i really found fulfillment in life and found something that i really wanted to do i was at the mercy of what everybody else thought of me or what I thought that everybody else thought of me. You know what I mean? So I love that you said that like this finding your life purpose, as simple as it does sound, it really does reduce a lot of your stresses because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you because you are on the right path. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, and ultimately, like, I started this journey because I went through a really bad breakup, and now it sounds you know, <laughs> very girly problem, but I was going through a breakup. No, no <laughs> it, honestly, it just, I, a lot of people yeah. say that they're like, oh, it's so girly to talk about breakups. But I mean, breakups are just such an embedded part of the human experience. And for a lot of people, they are incredibly traumatic and incredibly life-changing. I think, yeah. you know, we think, oh, you know, girls sitting around being like, he broke up with me. But the reality is like everybody, most people in their life are going to go through a breakup and it is going to be a very transformative yeah. experience. I went through a breakup and I also had a lot of health problems that I was going through. I I had a lot of digestive problems and allergies and all this stuff. And a lot of that stuff comes from manifesting all of the the negativity in your life and, and thinking like, oh, well, this is how my life always goes. And that's what I was always in this. That's the state of mind that I was in. I was always like, well, this always happens to me you know, so you're manifesting these things. And it's, it's actually a very spiritual journey because manifestation actually has a lot to do with Ikigai. And I talked about this on my, yeah, on my Instagram, I talked about this before. And um, it's, it's very important to really believe that things are going to work out for the best and to try new things and to keep doing things out of your comfort zone. Because at the time, I know this has 
things to do with breakups and dating, but I was dating a lot of people in my life. And I'm really glad that I did because I figured out what I wanted. But at the same time, I didn't realize I was manifesting like the perfect man because I was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Taking like, off I'm, the things that you don't want, right? That's like exactly. anyone that has ever listened to Abraham and um, the Esther mm-hmm. and Jerry Hicks content. She literally says you can't know what you don't want and it's very similar to what we were talking about before, obviously, with trying new things. You can't know what you do want until you know what you don't want. That's just the law of polarity, yes. right? It's the mm-hmm. day and night. It's the, I realize now that I don't want this in a relationship, but that just shows me and highlights to me what I do want. So I love that you're like dating lots of people, but slowly taking no, everybody was judging want. me. They were always judging me. They were like, why are you going on so many dates? Why are you on these? Because I want to figure it like, and I was doing it because I wanted to, to see what was out there. And you won't know. It's the same for everything that you do like any like activity that you do you're never gonna know unless you try and unless you put yourself out there and you do it and I was dating and I was like nope nope and the 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 thing is you have to have the power to say no this is not what I want yes this is what I want and the thing that you can do to practice that is to go outside in the world point like for example point to a little cute bunny that's hopping by and be like yes that's what I want or, you know, yeah. like go to McDonald's and be like, yeah, that's what I want. Or, you know, like something like that. You have like, to be out there experiencing start things. pointing at know. things. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, that's not what I want. Someone's smoking on the street. Nope. That's not what I want in my life. You know, like just yeah. start pointing at random things and saying yes and no, that's what I want. And that's telling the universe, like, this is what I want in my life. And this is not what I want in my life. I deleted the dating apps. I was like, well, this is not what I want in my life because none of the people on these apps were good enough for me. And then magically a week later, I met the man of my dreams and I married him. So like, it's just, it's crazy because I feel like the universe listens and it has a lot to do with manifestation of what you put out there and what you say yes and no to. And that has a lot to do with discovering your purpose in life. And I do teach that in my course because it's very important that you know what you want and what you don't want. So you, and you trust the universe. I think that's extremely important in this journey. For sure. And two things I want to say on that is like, I'm, I agree with that wholeheartedly because I'm such uh, an advocate for values and to building a business and your life essentially around your values. It's really easy to not know what's important to you, what your values are. And that's why so many people end up just lost. Like it's Mm -hmm. like someone's handing you, you know, a map to go somewhere, but is it aligned with where you actually really want to end up? Well, you're not going to know Mm -hmm. that unless you actually know where you want to end up. But one thing I want to mention about what you were saying as well is I think a lot of people think that they're doing exactly what you said, you know, pointing at this, pointing at that and saying, Mm -hmm. I want this and I don't want this. But what they're actually doing is consuming on social media rather than experiencing in real life. It's really easy to look at something on social media and for it to experience differently, for it to seem a lot shinier, uh, to seem a lot more enticing than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Remember, social media is like a highlight reel. And I think it's really important with what you said that you are going out and actually having these experiences going on the dates, trying the different, you know, classes if you want to, or trying the different businesses rather than just consuming, 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 and let that dictate what it is that you want. Yes. You definitely need to experience, you know, everything. You can't just think what you want. You have to actually go for it and try it. And it can be a very scary thing, but there's something called uh, Morita therapy. And no, I didn't make this up. <laughs> I was going to say, is that you? Everyone's <laughs> like, everyone's like, that's your name. That's crazy. But it, it actually is Synchronicity uh, psychology. Better. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I feel like that's so aligned with me. But um, there's a man named Shoma Morita and in the 20th, 20th century, and he came up with, you know, having people coexist with their emotions and coexist with their fears and their anxieties and not trying to justify it or understand it. But the thing is, he teaches about how we have complete control over our actions. We don't have control over our emotions. So what we want to do is we want to bring those emotions with us, bring that fear, bring that anxiety and understand impermanence. Again, I'm bringing impermanence up and understand that those emotions, the more you take the action and you push yourself to do it, the more it will disappear. And that anxiety will naturally go away the more you work towards your goals. So like the more I write blog posts, the more I post videos, the more I work on my course, the more that anxiety and that fear goes away. So he, 
Yeah, he teaches that. And it's a whole extensive thing. And I could, again, make a whole podcast about Morita therapy. Which she will. (laughs) (laughs) Coming soon. (laughs) Yeah. But it was the most intriguing thing that I've ever researched and looked up. And the fact that it had my last name in it was like, wow, (laughs) this is meant for me. (laughs) I love that because it's aligned with the concept that I teach a lot about confidence versus competence. You know, a lot of people, in order to do anything in life, you've got to take that first step, which it sounds very aligned with, rather than waiting for the emotion to dissipate and then taking the step, taking the step Mm -hmm. and then waiting for the emotion to dissipate because it's only going to go away essentially once you actually do build up that competency through your confidence, you know, the more confident you become in someone, the more competent and and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. So I love that idea. But what I'd love to know is like, okay, so someone listening to this episode and they're really interested in Ikigai, they're really interested and maybe they're someone who is feeling stuck. They're someone who is just in that stage of life where they're fine, you know, like we were speaking about before, but they're getting those underlying, yeah, underlying, I'm not necessarily fulfilled. I'm not satisfied. There's something else out there for me. How can they get started with Ikigai? Like what's some practical exercises they can get started with? Obviously they should definitely jump in and check out your course, but like what, what is the like first steps to using Ikigai as a tool to understanding your life purpose? All right. So I just realized this while doing my beta test <laughs> for my course, which was really intriguing for me. And it's actually a breakthrough is, is that people need to admit to themselves and be honest with themselves about what they're thinking and their emotions, because that's the struggle is that people have the, they commit to this journey. They're going to find something, there's something else out there for them, but they're not being honest with themselves, with their emotions. So when, like, if you, you're thinking like, well, you know, I want to put this video online, but I feel like I can't. Well, what is the reason why? And if, if you, if you don't be honest with yourself on why that you're feeling this way, then you're never going to start the journey. And if you want to start some, try something new, for example, like you want to try skiing or you want to try snowboarding or something, that's like a, you think that that might be a passion of yours. Um, You have to be honest with yourself, what's holding you back from actually trying that in order to push yourself forward. And then the other thing that's good to start with is your half Ikigai. So the thing that you love and the thing, the thing that you're good at, your strengths. So really make a list of those two things and also make a list of the things that you're curious about. So a list of things that you're good at, a list of things that you love and a list of things that you're curious about. And it can be things that you love like coffee or something simple like coffee or I don't know, mowing the lawn. I can't, I can't think of anything. (laughs) Maybe some people like mowing the lawn. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's a YouTube channel on like mowing lawns and there's someone out there making heaps of money on like Never lawn mowers and the best way to do lawn <laughs> mowing. I guarantee you it's out there. There's a freaking YouTube channel on mud, like guys getting dirty. So Exactly. Write that down. I love mud. I love dirt. But maybe that could mean you love the outdoors. I don't know. It could lead to something. So write down and be honest with yourself. Don't be like you love this because someone else loves this. Mm -hmm. That's the issue is that we always search for answers on YouTube or, uh, you know, on Instagram, we scroll through Instagram and we like this because, you know, your friend likes this or because your idol likes this or something like you have to really dig deep and nobody's going to see this list. Nobody's going to see the things that you admit to yourself. If you write it down on paper, you journal about it, no one's going to see it. So I think people are thinking that way, like, oh my God, someone's going to know about this, but nobody's going to know about every, anything that you admit to yourself. So really sit with yourself and be honest with your feelings and what you're going through and what you love and what you don't love and start to think of those things in a perspective of what you want and not what other people want. So start with your half guy and be okay with admitting and being honest with yourself about how you're feeling. It's okay to not be okay because yeah. there's so many people, there's nobody in this world, not even life coaches that feel perfect and okay every single day of their lives. I'm struggling with things. I'm battling with new fears and new um, uh, opportunities and new, 
what's the word? I can't think of the Transformations. word. Transformations. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I did a I'm live s- literally this morning about how I've been struggling the last two days, obviously with like the lockdowns here and. Same. Yeah. Same. Lockdown, especially people are struggling with that. They're just inside all day. You know, my husband's working from home and I, he's in the kitchen working and it's just a big, our, our apartment became an office. So I'm struggling with all of that, but yeah, it's just admitting to yourself that you're not okay and that this is not what you want to do and um, just figuring out where that's stemming from and asking yourself the question why because the question why is what's going to get to your root. Like, why are you feeling this way? I'm feeling this way because I'm afraid someone's judging me. Why do you feel like somebody's going to judge you? Because da 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 Why that? Why that? Keep asking yourself why until you get deeper and deeper and deeper into yeah. that root problem. And that's what's going to break. I talk a lot about limiting beliefs and a lot of life coaches talk about limiting beliefs and how to break free from those and calling out the BS and you know, all that it's, it's very important and necessary to figure out your purpose in life. So half icky guy and admitting to yourself, your issues and your problems is extremely important. So yeah, there's a lot of concepts too. Like, yeah. that I could talk about, but yeah. <laughs> honestly, we need to do a part two because I was like, I definitely want to jump into more of this, but honestly, okay. Yeah. So we've got step one, step two, step three is checking you out on social media and checking out <laughs> your, if, if any of this is like sounding interesting, because I know for a lot, a lot of people, they're looking for an alternative to kind of just the standard information that's out there Mm -hmm. online like i'm so attracted to the concept of like ikigai and all of that as well particularly for me because you know the simplicity side of things i'm really into the simplicity and there's another i think you posted actually one day there's another uh japanese term which is like the simplicity or the easy way or something i don't know i can't remember i may have there's so many uh concepts that embody in simplicity. So I have to like check my Instagram or whatever, but I have, I always post like new words and things for people to to kind of um, incorporate into their everyday life and all that stuff. But Japan is such a, a, a very spiritual place. And a lot of people don't think that because they think Tokyo, everybody's overworking, you know, the suicide rate is high here, but Ikigai is such a, it's a, it's been around for so many years. And I think a lot of the city life has kind of dimmed that light when it comes to, to Ikigai. People aren't really following those rules nowadays. But if you go to a, the countryside of Japan, you will see Ikigai in so many corners of the countryside. Like you'll see so, meet so many people that have Ikigai in the countryside versus the city. So it is kind of disappearing in modern life and modern day. And that's what I really, really want to bring back for a lot of people, not just in Japan, but like in life in around the world. It's so important that we live for ourselves and not for other people. And people forget that all the time. And like, I'm going to like make myself cry because like I was, I think back of all the things that I've done in my life and like all the fears that I've broke through and all of the things that I've gone through. And it's just, you find purpose in that. So don't ignore the things that you've you know, done, whether it was a regret or uh, an accomplishment, all of those things were necessary for you to get where you are today. And that's what Ikigai teaches us ultimately. So yeah. (laughs) What a beautiful note to end on. Uh, You almost made me cry then, by the way, as well, when you were talking, I just felt that energy. Thank you so much. Honestly, I love, love, love this episode. I cannot believe like an hour has pretty much already gone. I could talk to you for so much longer. Um, But for anyone who is listening, definitely, definitely check Kelly, I'm going to obviously leave all of her information linked in the description box below, but just let them know like what you've got going on, where they can find you, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, my Instagram name is Kelly Morita San. <laughs> so it's a little bit different than my YouTube I'll channel. I'll link it. I'll is, link it. <laughs> yeah. So I have a YouTube channel, Kelly Morita. It's just my name. And then um, I have my course coming out, the Ikigai Lifestyle Course, which is a combination between Western and Japanese mindset methods to get the life you want and to just really understand yourself. It's a deep journey I'm learning about. People are crying and that's a good thing. That's not a, a bad thing. thing. You, need to, you need to feel to heal. That's what I've learned. Yes. last couple of days. (laughs) And the thing is the course is self-paced. So it's not something that you need to complete. I made it a 16 week course. It's four months. So 
everybody's schedule is different. It doesn't have to be, you know, perfect. And we have the Facebook group, which is going to be great because we have that accountability. We have the support. It's just like a little support group to learn about each other and to grow using these methods because it's such a different concept. And I want, I'm glad that I can share this with other people because there's, there's, this is an alternative to what we all know nowadays like you know so i think yeah. the japanese concepts have different a different perspective so i think it's going to be really incredible and the launch date is the 20th i made it awesome. the 20th it's official 20th okay so <laughs> in 20th. nine days after this podcast episode came yes. out or if you're listening to it in the future yeah. it may already be out so it's already I'll, out then <laughs> i'll leave um your website and everything linked below thank you so much yes, i so you. so so appreciate your time yes thank you so much Aaron. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just loved that episode so much. I thought it was seriously so powerful. So I'm not going to ramble on too much because I already know this is such a long one. But like I said, definitely go check Callie out on social media, on YouTube, and definitely check out her course, especially if you're someone who is feeling that sense of unfulfillment, feeling that sense of just being stuck in life, and you're looking for answers outside of maybe what traditional personal development is telling you, maybe a simpler, more purpose-focused method is what you need and definitely Ikigai could be the answer. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I really, really appreciate your time and I will see you in the next episode. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.